Hey sis. Hey sis. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> glad you're here on my podcast with me. Yeah. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I'm about to be so dramatic. So <laughs> anyway, you guys, I want to do a proper introduction before I just start getting into everything. So hey everyone who is listening, welcome to my podcast, The Lip Gloss. I'm your host Shelby, but you can call me Shell, whatever you like and today i have a special guest my sister d here with me today okay (laughs) so before we get into anything d i was like i just thought about this two seconds ago how about we just tell everybody how we met we met in seventh grade don't do me like that don't throw me under the bus (laughs) we met in seventh grade i was a new kid and I think I seen Shelby like my first day of school walking to the school bus. Yes. And we and then it was funny because we wound up in the same class. Same class. And, and you lived two houses, not three houses down from me. Right. So that was like kind of weird. So I was like, all right. And then we like we met and you like very friendly off the bat, even though you thought I was mean. Yes, off the <laughs> bat. You were very nice and you were very generous. So I was like, okay. And since then, we just been we had our ups and downs, but we still been yeah, we definitely cool. have. But ever since then, we just been, been like, girl, okay. yeah, you know, it. ever since day one. And y'all, I've been like, ever since I've been knowing D, I'm like, dang, she really growing up. <laughs> <laughs> you just getting so big and so smart and so amazing and so everything, okay? Um, moving on into some questions that's like so off. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go there for these icebreaker questions, but I got to break you in. So, what is the most embarrassing moment that you can tell us that you are like over? Because I got some moments I would never say. Embarrassing? Let me see. Because it's a couple I would probably never talk about. Let me see. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly. Let me see. Probably, okay, don't laugh, but probably when I, like, poop my pants in, like, elementary school. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I was not like, elementary. I think, I think that was first grade, and I had ate something that was not really agreeing with me. Uh-uh. So, it just, like, came out, and I was like, girl, you got to go home. Because <laughs> that ain't me. Girl, like, it was just. It was it was a hot mess. Not came out. It was a hot mess. It was a hot mess. Oh my god! Okay, the second question is, what is your favorite food? Tacos, most definitely tacos. Ugh. come on, you gotta love tacos, most definitely. So you like Mexican food over Chinese food? Of course, of course, Mm-mm. of course. Mm-mm. No, you can keep. That's the last thing I would eat is tacos. You don't like tacos, sis? It's not that I don't like them. It's just it's not my. It's not on my top twenty. You know I eat a lot of food, <laughs> and it's just not so. I'll be like, oh, I want tacos. Like, but them nacho fries at Taco Bell, hit, hit. When I tell you, I would cry over there. <laughs> anyway, last question is: If you had when you have to sing karaoke, mm-hmm. what song? Do you pick? 
probably a, a Nina Simone song. Oh, come on, Nina Simone. Yeah, not Nina Simone. Real, only the real music people know Nina Simone. Yes, you gotta know the queen. Come on. You, you gotta, gotta know, know the OG. Come on. Not know Aretha Franklin. Keep going farther than that. Okay? Right. Um. So, getting into today's topic, which will be mental health, which I'm really excited about this one because... Oh, I'm just really excited. So <laughs> before we get into that, let's talk about the mess. I want to talk about versus the versus battle. Mm-hmm. Now, Keisha Cole and Ashanti did their battle two, I don't remember, shoot, two days ago, three mm-hmm. days ago. I think it was like two. It was so tacky. That was the most <laughs> ghetto. First of all, Keisha came in there an hour late with a stank attitude and she brought that ugly ot genesis in the um versus battle so at first i'm like ooh, i like verses i liked erica and jill scott oh i, I love that that was fine that was fine that was fine but then they start going they start downgrading and putting these bootleg girls in here i'm not saying that ashanti and kishiko is bootleg i'm just saying that they could have did a little bit more. They could have went legendary on them, right? Like they did. They did Patty and Gladys. That yes, was, that was iconic. That was iconic. And to all the Ashanti fans out there, I'm not saying I'm not an Ashanti fan, but mm-hmm. I'm most definitely a big Keisha Cole fan. Mm-hmm. And since I love Keisha Cole, I can drag her, right? And that's why I drug for her when she came in there our late. Probably was out there selling fish plates, <laughs> but we ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> Anyway, who do you think we need next? Because I have so many good groups I feel like need to be next. Ah, ooh, I haven't really thought about it, honestly. Because I was really here for Brandy and Monica. Like, Mm -hmm. I was here for that. Like, you know, I love me. You know, I love me some Brandy. So I was like, I was here for that. But, like, I don't. Because the verses just so like I think they just throw stuff together, and they some do. and some of the people that they put together don't even fit each other. Girl, don't even have ten songs. <laughs> Cause it's just like the Jeezy and Gucci Man one. That was just I didn't like that one. That was I, first of all I love Gucci and Jeezy. Me but too. If I had to go way back, I've been a Jeezy fan right since day one. Girl, you remember that song? My mama used to love this song, but you know that song, R.I.P. 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 Girl, I've been a Jeezy fan since day one. Okay, I ain't going to tell y'all all the Jeezy songs I love because I might put y'all on. And I like to be a little selfish when it comes to my music. Right. But I love Jeezy and I love Gucci Mane, but that was so ghetto. They shut up two hours late. Like, y'all both late. See, you know what? I, I think that mm-hmm. they need to do group this group mint condition mm-hmm. and tony tony tone oh my god i love them because that will be so fine like you have two groups that was popping in the 90s competing from different coasts and then i think jodeci and boys to me oh my you did it you just said that you said that first of all if i had to pick 
Jodeci all day. Jodeci, you know that. Jodeci. Because, baby, with, I will blast a Jodeci album all day. I don't even have to skip. <laughs> right. Come and talk to me, Bob. Come on. Chat with that baby. Won't you just stay? Come on. That's a Don't even play. That don't boy, don't get me wrong. Bo- don't get me wrong. Boys to men, iconic. Like, I love boys to men. Yes. But, but Jodeci, it just, they hit different. They hit different. Yes, they hit different. Jo- boys to men, I could never, like, not discredit y'all. Like, y'all, yes. Everything hits from Christmas to, it don't even matter. <laughs> I think I so, got one, sis. Maybe who? let's do I don't know, but maybe somebody with probably Sade. Mm, Sade and Anita. Yes. I would live. That would be fine. That would be fine. Like I love both of them, but I don't that's Ooh, hard. Yeah. I couldn't pick. Honestly, I so, couldn't pick. What song is your favorite by Sade? Uh Soldier Love. Mm. Bob, love that. I hate going with classics, like mm. you know, not well. Yeah, classics, but the signature songs. Mm. You know the songs like everybody know, like ordinary my love. Favorite, mm. Yes, my favorite by Sade. It has to be the sweetest taboo. Ah, because I even though everybody like yeah girl we all know that I just love it and I love her song Paradise oh I like this one too it's just I just love Sade just give me rainy day vibes I, right like when you just need to just be like chill mm-hmm. you should put chill Sade mode. on definitely Sade and Anita I might even gonna get into the queen first of all come on Anita, my favorite song by Anita would have to be Caught Up in the Rapture. Oh, sis, no, you did not. Yeah, <laughs> I, I that whole album is between Caught Up in the Rapture and Body and Soul for me. Yes. Because she just, ugh. I don't know if people know that, but Anita can go. Like, yes, yeah, like the, the low register and the richness of her voice and the vocal range is just. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, it's crazy. It really is. I would say my favorite song by her is probably "Good Love." I love that song. Mm. I love that song. I oh love my that gosh! Song. I love we, that song. We really could go on and on oh. about just different artists, right? My right. favorite artists. Like I have to do an episode on just music, right? You should because yes, we, I would because. It would be so fine. It would. I have to do. I'll probably have to have you and Michaela or somebody on here. You <laughs> and Khalil. Yes, that would be okay. iconic. That would be it. Cause I know Khalil. Me and Khalil are big Whitney fans. And if Whitney was here, what's your favorite it would Whitney song? Be All the man that I need, sis. Oh, come on! I when knew I... you was gonna say that. Come on. When I tell you that song. Girl, this song just takes me somewhere. I don't know what it is. That's just iconic. It's just, what about yours? Oh, probably Run to You mm. or Good Love. Girl. Mm. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of this one Whitney song. I can never get the name right, but I just love. 
the song. Let me see if I can get this song real quick, y'all. I cannot keep going on without knowing this song. Because I swear I never know it, but I can sing you the whole song. <laughs> right. You got to know a Whit. You got to know a Whitney song. Right. I feel so bad. It's, then we almost have it all. Oh, come on, sis. Baby. Come on. When I tell you that song is one of my favorites by her. Come on. Oh, my gosh. So, let's get off the music topic. <laughs> we can keep going on all, every day. All, all day. day. So, getting into the biggest thing that's been going around forever really right is mental health like i feel like we don't talk about it enough in the black community especially like these white people no offense y'all will literally you know make sure everyone in the family is taken care of not saying that we don't but they will go get therapy and it's normal Mm -hmm. in their families Mm -hmm. But then you have black people and what your mama tell you and your grandma tell you, girl, pray about it. Right. And then we pray about it, but we be back to square one. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like when it comes down to mental health, it's so like important and it's so big. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that now, like it's being talked about a lot more because back then I didn't realize that I had anxiety. Mm -hmm. Until I got the proper term for it and I knew what it was. So all my friends around me like, girl, me too. I was this, this, and that. Or, and I'm like, okay, maybe you was just scared or nervous or something. And then I recognized what I have is that. Then I'm like, okay. Because, you know, back then, I'll be like, girl, stop being so scary or stop being nervous about it and just do it or whatever. And I didn't realize so-and-so was having anxiety during that time or dealing with right until i actually experienced it on my own so when it comes down to you what have you dealt with in the dealing with mental health well under mental health like what have you dealt with in the past now or you know everything under that um just to piggyback off what you said i mean um as a kid i always knew it was like something more than just me being sad all the time or me just not wanting to get out of bed or not me wanting to be around people or just mm-hmm. just feeling like I was just like an outcast or alone. And then, you know, I didn't want to, you know, because, you know, our parents were raised different. Like our parents, were, right. they were born in like the 80s and the 70s and the 60s. So they were, you know, raised different. They was like, you know, they don't talk about mental health. They don't know what that is. You know, you move on, Mm-mm. you dust it off, you know, you pray about it, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you go into somebody that's older, like your grandma be like, oh, I'm depressed. It's like, no, you're not. You're just having a bad day or something like that. Right. So, you know, growing up, it it, it was hard. But, I, you know, I got through it. And But it was like. I feel like a lot of people don't know they suffer from mental health. Like you said, a lot of mm-hmm. people don't know that they have anxiety or why their heart's always racing when mm-hmm. it's like a big crowd or why they're always feeling anxious or, right, you know, or some people don't even know that they're depressed. You know, they don't know that they might have a food disorder or just something. Mm hmm. In that area, like they don't know. It's just like why they always having suicide thoughts and stuff like that. 
So I feel like, you know, and there's a lot of people around here that just, they know that they have mental health, but they don't want to be looked at as crazy because that's how society view people with mental health as crazy. And for me, I didn't want to tell people that I was, you know, diagnosed with depression or, you know, anxiety or borderline anger management because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be looked at as crazy, especially in middle school, right. especially in middle school, like kids that age, they, you know, they don't know nothing about mental health. They just, you know, if you say something that, like that, they just be like, what? Like you crazy or something like that because, you know, right. they don't, you know, be in the middle school, you know, so that's why I didn't really say too much about it. You know, but I had friends like you and, you know, Khalil and people like that in middle school to help me with it. But it's just like, you know, coming in it into society, it's like it's a lot because, you know, it is some people don't understand it or, you know, some people don't have the access to understand it. Like that, to it. they don't have the access to therapy. They don't have the, mm-hmm. you know, the access to counseling or stuff like that, you know, and some people can't talk to their parents about it because, you know. Mm-hmm your parent might not understand, you know, you know, coming out to your parents being like, Hey, you know, I feel like I want to harm myself. I feel like I want to hurt myself. Some parents might not be able to handle that, you know? So Mm -hmm. I just think it's, you know, it's just, it's a process to dealing with anybody with mental health. Like you have to be patient with them. Of course you have to, you know, just, give them time to be able to want to talk about it. Right. Because, and one thing I'll mm-hmm. keep going on what you're saying. No, 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 I'm done. <laughs> okay. One thing that I will say um, is that we're not saying that mental health is just you having depression and everything. You could be easily, I don't know, upset about something Mm-hmm. Uh, feeling actually sad about something and it's still involved in mental health whatever is mental, mentally challenging you or mentally draining you is a part of mental health so you don't just have to have what we're talking about as far as anxiety and stuff um, but what I will say about D is that I felt special when she opened, when she opened up to me about her mental health Mm-hmm. and that was such a big step for I know it was a big step for you mm-hmm. but it was also a big step for me to actually receive the information and learn from it and then apply it to my own life and figure out so this is what she was talking about right and kind of just mm-hmm. seeing and experiencing it on my own as I was getting older mm-hmm. so that was definitely something and I was like okay I see exactly what she be talking about right and it's not it's not something that you can roll over the next day and be done with mm-hmm. it's literally a process it is it's a long process y'all but as long as you put in the work you'll be okay right and moving on into the next part of it mm-hmm. I really feel like social media can have a big effect on your mental health. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I feel like this the right now in today's society, that's the number one thing that's having everybody this, this, and that in the third. Has to be. 
because when we was little, we did not care about that stuff. Right. Say that. We did not care. Say we that. was all friends. Everybody talked to each other. Wasn't no mess. Wasn't no who got the best hair, nails, none of that. We were sharing popsicles and sitting on the carpet. Literally. <laughs> like... We was like, you can eat off mine. That's literally what we used to say. Right. And I know that's like how, you know, you go through different stages in your life. You're a kid, middle age, preteen, teen, whatever. But I just look back and I'm like, dang, the stuff that affects me now did not affect me back then. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Then I bring social media into my life. Social media gets every year, every decade. It's going to get blown up. going to be something new out. Mm -hmm. This, this, and this going to be popular. And then I had to realize... I control the way that I feel, mm -hmm. if that make any sense. Right. You control how you feel about stuff. If you feel like so-and-so on Instagram is affecting your mood, get off of them or stop following them. Right. And I had to, like, really realize that I'll be happy all day. Then I go on Instagram, like, let me just go in here and see what's going on. And then I look at something that really, like, affects me. Mm -hmm. And then my whole mood is killed. Right. And then I'm still following them. <laughs> so it's like, what? It's like, what change did you make to your mental health? Like, social media is a big part. I don't know what you think about that. I mean, I will always wonder, like, because I remember you used to go, like, ghost on Instagram. So I used to be like, what's sister? Like, she ain't active on the gram or nothing. And then yeah, when I used yeah. to call you, it used to be like, girl, I had to delete Instagram. Like, it was just too much. So I was like, mm -hmm. and then I had to learn from that because it was just like, you know, it'd be so much going on, like, in the media with, like, different, like, just everything. Like, when it comes to, like, race, like racial issues, politics, mm -hmm. you know, you know just different it's like everything so it so that can be a bit much sometimes so it just be like like you said like you go in there and you be like okay let me step on here for a minute let me see what they talk about and then you just get deeper and deeper into it and it's just like now you sad or now you mad or now you just don't want to be on social media but i feel like social media has caused like a lot of like suicidal rates because it has. you know people go on social media and they say stuff they don't need to be saying mm -hmm. you know say, talking about somebody's weight how somebody look somebody yep. you know sexuality or just anything and I feel like you know if social media wasn't around it wouldn't the suicide rate wouldn't be as high as it is because the t nope. because the teenage suicidal rate is like at an all-time high like it's just at an all-time high like you can look it up and it's just like skyrocketed crazy from the early 2000s to now it's just been crazy like because it's just like social media has a lot to do with that like it does and it's crazy how social media which is mainly built on people with fake lives showing off mm -hmm. everything else involved in it can affect you right and not even that, like you said, racial issues, um, sexuality, everything under the moon, star, and sky can have an effect on you. And I don't care what nobody say. People are like, oh, it don't, it don't affect me. I don't care. Mm -hmm. It may be that for you. Maybe you don't even have it. 
because I remember during the quarantine, I deleted all my social media apps and I wasn't playing. I was like, you know what? I'm about to get off of this because if it is really affecting me to this point, then I need to get off of it. Right. And that's what I did. And I got off of it and then I just moved on with my life. And my mood was good all the time because I didn't have nothing to look at. I wasn't looking at who got the latest this, this, and that. I was doing okay. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what you need to do at times. It's, it may look, it may be looked upon as like weak or girl, you can't handle this and that. But I feel like if you really care enough, you'll do it. And I just realized my friends around me started doing the same thing. Like, girl, I deleted Instagram too. And I'm like, see, like, you know, if you really just want to be in a good headspace, you'll do it because you love you. Right. Right. And it's just it's really important. I don't think that anybody out there that wanted to leave Instagram or you feel like you're gonna miss something, you're not. Right. Because I go on there, I've been going on there every day, probably like once a day. I still miss stuff. So it ain't gonna matter. And like Instagram like gives me so much like just so much anxiety because I feel like even though you look at social media it's just you know interacting with your friends interacting with new people mm -hmm. it can also make you like very insecure like because like you know how it can you, and it's like when you first go on there it's like you almost are forced to compare yourself right you don't even want to go in there and be like let me see who look better than me you just go on there and it's almost like it's just the devil forcing you to be like compare yourself to him her or whoever else right and it's just like every time like you know you get cute and you know you got a cute outfit on you want to take a picture and you want to post it and it's just like mm -hmm. when you post it it's i don't know if it's just for me but every time i post a picture i literally have to walk away from the phone after i post a picture because i have so much anxiety be like what people don't think you know you know it's social media people don't they don't spare you like do I look cute? And, this, and I honestly wouldn't even have thought about that based from you. I would have think like, you know, you post, you think you cute, fly, and you, it's just, it's what it is. Right. For me, I am going to be completely honest. I have to walk away from the app too because you sit there, you waiting, and it's almost like, who are you doing it for when you wait? Right. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to post a little picture and then go do what else I got to go do. So that's kind of how I look at it. Like, not really sitting there waiting for somebody to say, hey, girl, cute, or comment, or put hard eyes, or whatever. Right. You kind of just have to go with the flow because that social media is hell and back. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It's literally what it is. Right. Hell and back. <laughs> On the app. But I feel like social media also teaches you a lesson on, like, mental health and, like, also who your real friends are. Because, Ooh, like, yeah. people can be, like, social, like, so supportive in person. And then when you get on social media, it's a different thing. Like, they don't, you know, they got a new, like, following, you know. They not, you know, communicating with you on there, but then like in person, it's like you all up on me, we friends, we buddy buddy. Mm. It's just like, you know, that could be that can affect somebody's mental health a lot. Cause it's just like 
they can make them feel more isolated to make them feel like they don't have anybody. Like, and another thing is, not only can Instagram do that, but people around you, mm-hmm. when you are surrounded by negative, horrible, um, just trifling people, mm-hmm. do you, I'm like, do you really think that your mental health is gonna be just? full of life and positivity and do you think you're really going to be in a good mental space when you're not around the right people Mm -hmm. sometimes i got to get my own family in check because i feel like i can be sensitive to stuff and then when you let people know that then you can like it can just be a lot better for you Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's a it's important to have a good circle too because we can you know be friends but if you just Always put me down. Always letting me know and reminding me of stuff that I'm dealing with every day. It's not doing nothing for me. Right. Right. So it's just super important that... I just feel feel like like people our age, like you know the people that we deal with, sis. Like, Mm -hmm. people our age are just so childish. Like, to be like 17, 18, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. They're like very not understanding, like you know. They don't understand, like and like, and it'd be like incidents. Like I have really bad anxiety, like you know this. So I'd be like walking around, and sometimes I might catch myself shaking if it's like a mm-hmm. group of like if we like sitting in the gym and there's like a lot of stuff going on, like people coming in out the door, right. everybody on the floor, people around me jumping around and all that. So it's like I might find myself shaking or something. And then you got mm-hmm. people like just childish people look up be like, why are you shaking? Like, why are you doing the most? And it's just like, you know, you got to cover up, be like, oh, I'm cool. Like, ain't nothing going on. Mm. But really, like, I'm about to like throw up because like right. my anxiety's like on 10 right now. Like, like people just don't understand it. Like, they think it's just like all fun and games when people say that they have anxiety or they feel like it is an excuse, but like, it's really not. Like, it's just something that you go through it's not. every day and something like you just got to learn how to cope with it, but it's not a game. And I feel like people, Mm-mm. people think it is. If that makes sense. They definitely make it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely makes sense. Like, like I said, that's how I was kind of back then. Like, girl, why are you doing the most, you know? But then I feel like as people learn and they start educating themselves, mm-hmm. then they'll learn that, oh, this is what this is, and that's what this is. And then they won't really be as offensive, in a way, um, towards whoever is dealing with that certain, I want to say it's illness, but kind of like that mental issue. Mm-hmm. I would say it's an issue. So what's the best way for you to cope with your mental sometimes when you kind of dealing with it and how do you like like to release or just not even think about nothing um maybe um i just started i just started meditating so yes that's that's good for me like i'll take like 20 minutes out of my day and just like sit on my floor set a timer and just like breathe and like just empty my mind Mm. or i'll just listen to music or sometimes i'll just like i'll go talk to my mom like i'll just be like mom like girl sit down like 
<laughs> like Donna, please kill her. Sit down, like we got to talk. Like just, yes. just like, or I'll just come to like one of my friends, like you, or maybe Khalil, or Tori, or some like just one of my friends, just to you know suppress, just to talk about it. But you know, I feel like I used to hold it in, and that was a bad thing because mm. just be like when you hold in all that stuff that you go through. Mm-hmm. And if you hold it in for a long time, it start to like you know come out slowly. Yep, it's gonna come out in a different right. way. Some people come out, you know, they might have a big outburst, or mm-hmm. you know, they might end up harming themselves or somebody else. It's just you know anger, right, you know, and in these different ways, you can cope with it. Like you can cope with like anxiety or depression or you know any type of um, disorder or any type of thing that has mental health like you know it's different for other people like you know mm-hmm. for like it's just it's just different so it's di- if it, it's different ways it's all it's always based on the person right because like you're saying i kind of agree with you like for me i try to i got into meditating during the quarantine when i was because like when i watch different people when they talk about the topic i kind of get inspired and i try to take from it and I was just here. Everybody was like, girl, meditation. And that's what I started doing to stay sane. Right. Especially during quarantine when we were all locked up in the house with our crazy families. Literally didn't know what to do, where to go. I just needed something to turn to. And I know a lot of people turn to substances and drinks and all that. And that's like a whole different topic. Right. But for me... I was like, okay, let me just meditate. I listen to my music all day. That's another form of therapy for me. Like maybe watching movies, some write. I like to write stuff down. Um, I like to write my feelings down. I like to write my prayers down. Um, just a lot of stuff that I was doing to get myself together. Right. And then I feel like you can keep yourself busy and think that it's going to go away, but it's not. Right. Because during the quarantine, I was like, okay, I'm going to go find me a job. And then I ain't got to think about none of this. And I didn't end up working during the quarantine. But I feel like if I would have, I still would have came home to the same stuff that wasn't being taken care of. And that's why I decided to start meditating. I'm like, I got to put me first, um, regardless of what people say. Right. And, you know. A lot of kids at the school may think that I'm crazy or whatever, but I don't really, you know, tell people my business in no way, which is another big thing with mental health. When people don't talk, you get nowhere. Right. And I used to be like that with you and used to hate it. <laughs> I used to hate it. I still hate it, y'all. She don't even, I still hate don't it. Don't lie to them. Not, <laughs> she do not be 100%. Don't lie like to I wish them. She would. Don't lie to them. Don't lie to the people. You don't be, she don't be a hundred percent like I wish she would, but at the same time, I'm like that. Right. So I can't even. So it's all blame love. Her. It's all love. Right. It's I sympathize. I can't even blame her for the stuff that she do keep to herself. So when you were able to express your mental health to people, or to me, or to whoever, um. And pretty much come out and actually say this is how I feel, whatever. Like, how much courage did that take? Because I knew, I know it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy for me because everybody expects you to be 
fine and good and this and sane and perfect. But that is not our reality and it never has been. So like how what did that take for you to be completely honest and transparent with people? I think I just had to be honest with myself. Like I just had to accept that part of me because it took me a long time to accept that I even had a disorder or mm-hmm. like I did have like a mental health issue like for a long time. I was just put it on the back burner like you know my mom would you know you know try to talk about it and I'm just like I don't want to talk about it like it's just something I take medication for and that's it I don't want to talk about it mm. you know it was almost embarrassing right and it it was like being you know in middle just getting in middle school you seventh grade you know don't nobody know what you're going through so you know mm-hmm. I didn't really want to talk about it like you know of course I had to tell people you know that I consider my friends like you like I wanted you to know so you know it wouldn't be like a surprise on why you know the angel is acting weird one day and she's fine another mm-hmm. you know so I don't it's just it just it had to take a lot of courage because for me I just feel like I couldn't keep drowning myself when I can actually save myself and actually you know love myself enough to be like this is you like, you know, mm-hmm. mental health, it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. You ha- you can embrace it, you know. You can. And, I, and, and I had to learn how to embrace that because, you know, I was for a long time, like, I and I still do, you know, you still have your moments when you just sink in it. Like, you just feel like. Drown right, in you it. You feel like you just don't have, like, room to, like, just be free. Like, because it's just like you're just so bombarded with emotion and right. just different things and a lot of things can trigger that like losing family members and you know losing mm-hmm. friends and it's just it's it's a lot like relationship problems to whoever is in a relationship it's just a lot of things that can like trigger your like emotional being like your mental health so for me I just had to learn how to just just live for myself and just be able to be okay with myself first and get myself together and understand myself a hundred percent. I don't quite understand myself a hundred percent yet, but I can say that I'm getting there and I'm proud of that because it took me a long time to be able to accept all the parts of me, especially my mental health, because, you know, I never wanted to, to acknowledge, but now I can talk about it all day. Like, like, the, it's, right. It's, it's, and that's like, right. It's, it's just, it's just a part of me, like, and I'm and I'm proud of it, and you know, it's weird to say because I never thought I would say that, but I'm actually I'm 100 percent proud of who I am and and all the parts of me, including my mental health, which is a hand clap, a praise, <laughs> because it's like we all want to get there, mm-hmm. we all want to be there, we all want to be super proud and accepting of we are even the worst parts of us because as humans we're all flawed and I don't know one person that's not and I don't know one person that acts like they're not and I know this sounds crazy but those are the people that I want to be around those are the people that I want to be surrounded by the ones who know that they're flawed and don't try to hide what they don't like or what they struggle with Mm -hmm. but still tries to make progress and accept it all and still move on that's the people that I like to be around. I don't like to be around people who think that they have nothing wrong with them. Even though they may be jacked up 
mentally, physically, and emotionally. So that's a big step. I'm so proud of you, D. Girl. You've been doing it, okay? I can't even tell half the time, y'all. Whatever she be keeping down low or whatever I'm she done. be doing. I tell Shelby eventually. She know that. <laughs> she be she be doing good, y'all. She be doing good, okay? Coping with it. Doing, you know, handling her business. Right. So I think that mental health, like you said, mental health can come from everything and it can cause so much. Mm-hmm. Based, I'm going to just go on my business right mm-hmm. now, okay? I didn't want to go on my business, <laughs> but I'm just, since D already put herself out there, I'm put myself out there. So, for so long, I have a wonderful family. I've always had a great, loving family, but, like, D, you mm-hmm. know, my dad worked at, at the school. Mm-hmm. I always had um, people looking over me. Right. And I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't move. I couldn't be Shelby wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And that gave me anxiety. Like, oh, if I mess up, then it's over for me. Or being scared to do and say stuff because other people would say, girl, you know, your parents don't play. Mm-hmm. All of that. Like, you know, any of that. So I've always felt like I've had to be looked over. When I was struggling in eighth grade with stuff like that, my mama asked me if I wanted to go to counseling. I was like, no, like, weird. Like, why would I go to counseling? Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was in elementary school, I have always been talked about, always been in mess, always been bullied, everything from moon, star, and sky. Mm-hmm. And it may not look like that, but people can put on facades. And I can put on a huge facade if I wanted to. Right. But going through that and having so much trauma with mean girls and bullies and somebody saying it's about this and somebody judging you for that. When I would go into a new class in middle school and I didn't get in the class with people that I knew, I would have so much anxiety leading up that first day of school or walking in that class. I would just be like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to be drugged. Like talked about, mm-hmm. I'm about to be in somebody mess, and nobody wants to think about that on the first day of school. But that's the way I thought because that's what I had been through so many times. So it just always my hands were sweaty, you know, just kind of like having to move, just any of that, right? And people kind of deal with anxiety differently. I just really sweat really bad, and I don't even sweat like that. I could be running all day and still really never sweat. I don't know what it is, but when I know I have anxiety is when I start to sweat. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everybody kind of deal with it differently. Maybe you shake, move, you know, whatever. Um, But that's like the little patterns I was picking up on my way to figuring out what I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I told my mom, I don't know, I don't want canceling, you know, I was like, why would I need counseling like this weird I just did pray about it mm-hmm. that did nothing for me and I, well I'm not even gonna say that it did nothing for me but I feel like prayer led me to other stuff that helped me out mm-hmm. so I think it's really a process y'all like you just not gonna be cured overnight it's something that you are gonna deal with forever and I know it sounds horrible but once you learn to accept it and cope with it you will even forget that you have it when you kind of do better. 
And like I was talking about in my episode with Stephanie, um, in eighth grade, really two months before we went to ninth grade, mm-hmm. I was drugged again on Snapchat. You know I know that. <laughs> Girl, yes. And you know Snapchat was it back in middle school. And it was. And I feel like that's why my parents didn't want me to be on social media so early. They let me do it anyway. But I low-key regret doing it. Mm-hmm. I do. Now that I look back on it, I'm a little bit older. I regret it because in a way, I kind of ruined my life. But I didn't, you know, because you can always put your life back together. But I feel like it just would have been different. Anyway, you know, we don't look back on the past. We move forward. Mm-hmm. I was drugged on Instagram, I mean, not Instagram, Snapchat by someone who I thought I was really cool with. And I don't like to assassinate people's character on any platform that they can't defend themselves. But I just really feel horrible. And I believed everything that was said on them little slap, them five second Snapchat slides. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yep, I'm ugly. I look like a gorilla. I will never be this descendant. And I started to question who I was because I had already felt so just I was just disgusted with myself in middle school for so many reasons. And I had already felt like I was not being fully me because I had so many people judging me and I wanted to just seeking validation from everybody. Right. So my mental health was all over the place in middle school. It was just the worst transition for me. Then I went to high school in the first two years, like that whole ninth grade year, I was so freaking sad. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to be, you know, this. And I did certain things. I was on the homecoming court. I did this and that. But that year, I didn't make the cheer team. It was so much that had went on on the scene and behind the scenes that I was over it. I felt like, I was like, is this even worth it? Like, I was just done. Right. I didn't really want to do much. Um, I was so to myself. And it may have looked like I was involved, but like I said, people put on facades and I had to kind of fake it till I made it that year. But then this year I realized I'm tired of doing it. Mm-hmm. I want to genuinely be in a good mental space. And I know it's possible. It just takes work. Um, and it's all about what I control. And sometimes, well, back then I used to let my own insecurities get in the way of me being completely happy. Mm-hmm. So that was a little preview of my story. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's a lot more to it. But I do like to keep a few things private so I won't go into it too much. Mm-hmm. But that's like a little objective summary of how you girls feeling. So everybody out there who thought I was doing it, I wasn't really um, doing okay. I wasn't all that in a bag of chips I was taking it right that's how I was doing quarantine Me too, like with, when, like quarantine I was crumbling like I was like over it like I don't know like a lot of things had mm-hmm. transpired like it was just a lot of stuff that was going on like you said behind the scenes and like you just felt like you know you just like you feel like you know I'm not I'm not supposed to be you know, left behind, like, because I felt left behind mm. on certain stuff. Like, my, my friends are doing this, mm-hmm. and they driving, and they, you know, they got jobs and stuff, you know. So, I got a job. It's like, let me get a job. Like, everybody else mm-hmm. get a job. So, I got a job, but 
to be honest, like my job sometimes gives me way mm-hmm. more anxiety than anything because it's just like you around people 24 7 then you got people coming in and out and stuff because i work at a fast food so you got people coming well, in you and really out don't work at a fast know, food you, you did work with... at like a eatery fancy <laughs> they consider oh, okay, okay. it a fast food you, you know better than me oh no they consider it oh no but it's just you know you deal with people come in and out the door like did you deal with different like you know personalities like some per- people might come in there nice and then some people might come in there cursing you out so you gotta like you you know and if you mess up it's like your anxiety mm-hmm. like go through the roof but like quarantine like was a lot like I really had to sit myself down and be like mm-hmm. what do you want like for yourself like as a person like what do you want you can't keep saying that you're happy because like I'm a, like I'm gonna be honest like after ninth grade, after eighth grade, ninth and tenth grade was mm-hmm. like pure hell for me. Like it was just, I wasn't happy. Like I was walking around, like I wasn't like depressed or anything, but I wasn't happy. Like my anxiety was like just over it. I wasn't eating right. like the way I wanted to be eating. It was just like a lot on me. So during quarantine, it gave me like a chance to just actually sit myself down and be like, you know, you can't keep doing this to yourself because you're going to go back down that same road that you did in middle school. And I didn't want that for myself. So, you know, I started meditating and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes you got to sit yourself down and sometimes you got to be like, girl, get it together or you going to fail. You just going to crumble. Right. Quarantine. I was struggling. I was like, first of all, we went down on the, first of all, y'all, I'm just gonna put myself out there. So, for my birthday, I went to California. Best, such a great experience. If you have not went to California, or you know you want to go, please go. Um, that's one thing, D. Like I felt like everybody is gonna mm-hmm. feel gonna judge me and say that oh she go wherever she want to go or she get whatever she want to get. First of all, you don't know what my family goes through. You don't know how my family saved their money and et cetera to take care of their family. You don't know what mm-hmm. people's parents, how they do their money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not too far into people's business like that to even have something to say about that. So that right. was one thing that was keeping me anxiety. I was like, well, I'm about to go to LA. I was so excited. I was so excited because I felt like, oh my God, I didn't been through healing back these past two years on mental health. I can go somewhere and just release and I went up on the trip the first day, flawless. And then Corona came through and closed down. So we was literally sitting up there stuck for the last two days. And mm-hmm. nobody knew that because when you so good at faith in it till you make it, you like, girl, I can't even give you nothing to really say. Now I can give y'all something to say because I'm telling y'all a real story, but everything that glitters isn't gold. So Right, you know, my trip was great. Even just to be out there was amazing. Um, but when I came back, Corona shut down everything, and I was just feeling so—I don't know—it was just I was just feeling so sad because I'm like, dang, this is what I waited for, and I can't even move on my birthday. I can go outside the door and go back home. I mean, like go outside my house and go back in. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? It's okay. 
because people down the line was making stuff up like drive through parades people were getting creative and I was just mm-hmm. upset that I just couldn't do that and celebrate for such a big milestone but I moved on from it you know what I mean like, I kind of just dealt with it took my cash and moved on so months was going down the line and I was just realizing I want to do something like I want a job I said I was gonna work then I got lazy. I was like, ooh, I don't want no job. Shoot, I'm sitting on a good amount of money from this birthday. <laughs> Let me just chill. So the money started trembling, okay? And I'm like, right. you spend half the money. And then I was like, let me get a job. Everybody working. And my parents always lay down the facts before I do anything. It's like, girl, Corona out here. Mm-hmm. It was the peak of it. You can't just be out here passing out burgers everywhere. So I had one friend, <laughs> shout out to Nalea, who I already did an episode with. But around that time, she was trying to get a job. So she ended up getting a job. She called me, told me. Mm. And I was super, super happy for her. And I still am. And I was like, do I want a job or not? You know, because everybody getting there, I need to get on the little bandwagon. So when... Months started passing by, and I was like, I need to go shopping. I need some money. I was still looking for jobs. I was putting applications in. But what was hindering me was my social anxiety. When I went out to Mm -hmm. do this stuff and look for jobs, I literally could not walk through the door. Because I felt like these people looking at me, these people are going to talk about me. They're going to be looking at me crazy because I want to work here literally anything and I just want to get my right. own down on the back for the progress I have made for the past few months because I will walk up in anywhere now because I realize that I'm blocking my own blessings and that's what I have been doing for so long right. blocking my own blessings blocking my own experiences so after a while I'm like Ooh, I'm just really behind like everybody has a job everybody driving and not to say that I don't drive. I just don't have my own car. Let me just say that. So, I was just like, mm-hmm. I went and got my license. I got all this stuff together. No job and no car. Well, let's be completely honest. Mm-hmm. We don't have to work. Well, at least I don't. And I'm not putting it out there as something to be mm-hmm. like, girl, I ain't got to work. But I remember this girl that was a senior and... She was, we was basically talking in a little group, and she was like, I don't work because my parents told me I had to work, so I don't work. And I just loved her, you know, honesty in it. Because nowadays, I feel like social media influences right. you. Like, girl, yeah, I got a job. I'm working, making that money. Eh, eh, eh. And then you look at you, and you're like, dang, I ain't doing nothing. Y'all posting y'all first days in uniforms on Instagram, and I'm over here doing nothing right absolutely nothing i have a car y'all posting y'all cars i have nothing so that's another big way that social media can influence you and to anybody that's struggling Mm -hmm. with that because i still struggle with that sometimes i might even lie to you because i'm human but for me it's all about getting off of there and kind of just reminding your own self of you know when is your time whatever is for me will not miss me 
and it, it just is what it is like it's right this is what i always go by it just is what it is and a lot of people who put that stuff on instagram be faking anyway because i'm not gonna yeah. fake i ain't gonna Cap. lie to you i'll tell you the whole truth if you want it and that's just how it is but right the definitely 100% what you said about kind of feeling behind like I still kind of feel like that every now and then, but also have to realize I have a lot of stuff going on in my life anyway. You know what I mean? Like not even just right. family stuff, stuff I do behind the scenes, stuff I work on, I practice on, I get lessons on, stuff that I do that when I look at my schedule, I'm like, dang, I don't even know how I would make it to a job with this schedule. Right, and I just feel like what's meant for you will be for you. It will definitely Mm -hmm. never pass you. And it's right. It's really important to kind of like, like, like self affirmations, um, just kind of telling yourself what you can do and what will eventually happen for you. And this is one of Mm -hmm. the biggest quotes from the Bible that I go by. Is faith without works is dead because if you have faith mm-hmm. but you're not putting the work, what makes you think that you might get that million dollar company when you just and I, I see a lot of people talking about manifesting. Manifesting is really big, but which I like to do. But when right. you speak it into existence, but you sitting down ain't doing nothing, how you gonna get it? Right. If you're not putting if you're not working towards your goal, you're not a higher it. ACT score so I can get a free, you know, ride to college. But I have to put in work every day right. for it. It Same. just is what it is. Like the reality mm-hmm. of stuff. I just when shout out to somebody, somebody asked me, girl, accomplish these things and do what you want to do, regardless of how hard it is. I tell myself, so if you do it, you get what you want. If you don't do it, you don't get what you want and you regret that right. you didn't put in the work for it. Which feeling do you want? Mm-hmm. You want the feeling of, right. I this. And it, like, give me my flowers. Like, that's the feeling I want. I don't want the feeling of, dang, that was an opportunity I missed because right. I'm be lazy. Like, that's exactly how I accomplish things. That's how I've always accomplished them. And I will continue to do that because right. the things that you want, you'll make time for. You know, it's right. just as simple as that. And you'll make time to get 100%. therapy, meditate, work on mental health. If you want better, is what it is to me. Girl, you, you said you that. Take the time out. <laughs> you see. said that. You, you gotta take the time out because if you don't have you a ain't good got mental nothing. health, baby, you ain't got nothing because your mental health determines your whole life. Because how you gonna manifest having a billion dollar company or a you know a salon Not school, a salon whatever school. you want to do, it don't even matter. How you gonna, I, girl? <laughs> anything? How you gonna manifest mm-hmm. getting a car, taking care of your family, having a family, anything? If you're not a hundred percent okay with yourself, like 
if you're not taking care of your well-being, like, you can't work on anything without working on yourself first. Like, all this stuff will come, like, if you work for it, but you really have to just take care of yourself because you can have all the money in the world and you can work towards anything. But why do you think all these people, all these rich and famous people be taking Mm-mm. their lives because they're not happy? And one thing... They're not happy. Like, they're not happy with themselves. Like... Oh, what was you saying? Mm-hmm. I said that... No, no, no. What, what you, you saying? One thing that won't make you... That won't um, determine your happiness 100% is money. Because... Right. Okay, I went shopping the other day, but I'm probably still struggling with anxiety. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't think mm. that you're right. just about to blow a bag and, oh, my mental health is back together. Money is the root of all evil, and I 100% believe that. People have died over money, everything else. So, you know, trust me, you get a check, you happy, I'll be happy too. But at the end of the day, the base, the foundation is the mental, like where you at mentally. That's the, that's the foundation of it. I can't go out and make money and not be a hundred percent in the right space. This is the reality Mm -hmm. of life. And I feel like the older we get, I don't know if it's just me, but the older we get, the more I have to face reality. And I just hate it. I just hate how much I have yeah, to face reality. It. Sometimes you just wish you can go back like to being ten. Back to being five. When I used to watch Disney Channel and watch Ant Farm, girl, I still do. But that's another story. <laughs> girl, girl I still yes, when I used to watch Ant Farm and shake it up. <laughs> Take me back. Take me back. Oh my God, I love shaking up. <laughs> Please take Please. me back to the simple Please. days. But I feel like um, working on yourself, that will forever be a hard thing. And it's honestly mm. a low key, not a low key, a long term thing. It's grown people still working on themselves. It does. You it is. I mean, I haven't heard not one grown person that in my family say, Oh, I you know I ain't got to improve on nothing because you gonna go through stuff like you said have families have friends all this type of stuff you have to improve in that so working on yourself will forever be the hardest thing but as long as you are doing it I think you get an A plus to me for even putting in the effort right because. It's really, it's really difficult. It honestly is. It's, it's, it's a process, and therapy, therapy is not. I, it's Mm-mm. not what people think it is. It's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you have the right therapist, to because not every, not right. all therapists are good therapists. So it's just like you have to find a therapist that's right for you, and a therapist mm-hmm. just gonna give it to you real. But also and be black. understanding, like you know, <laughs> right? <That. laughs> it's right, right, fact. That. Like, yeah. So if y'all just, need to wait, mm-hmm. what you saying? Go ahead. I want. I want. I want to say black. Okay. Which is well, just whatever race you are, <laughs> whatever race you are, because you know, black people relate to black people, right. Latina, Latina, white, white. You get it. But um, most definitely that. 
like if you need therapy please get it y'all mm-hmm. don't feel like I ain't telling them people my business I feel like we all feel like that like we don't want to tell nobody our business but they have to keep right. it anonymous for one for two not anonymous but the HIPAA laws where you can't tell people other people about yeah you can't tell client to you know your client like, girl, my client today mm-hmm. you go out mm-hmm. the therapist go out with her friend at the Mexican restaurant and she'd say what I've been telling her about you know anything <laughs> just that law of not being able to tell right. clients to other clients and friends and all that um, so that's one thing you can kind of scratch off the list but y'all do not be telling everybody y'all business that's just me when it came down to my mental health, I knew exactly who to tell, who to turn to, who to run to. If you can tell somebody that you know is messy, but not want to tell a therapist who literally cannot tell nobody but you what she thinks, I think that's where the problem is. Right. Like, I will run to a therapist before I run to somebody that I know is not going to be fully um, secretive or honest with me. Like, there's just no way I'm mm-hmm. telling kiki about my business when kiki messy and i know it but <laughs> i'm struggling i'm going and like they said if you have access to therapy everybody don't have access to it and i i get that 100 percent, but right just to put the people who don't have access on like i think on um if you have an iphone android too they have apps where you can do like call-in therapy especially during this time so you know Yes, well, they, they have hotlines. I don't have right. the hotline number on me. Let me see. But suicide prevention hotlines, any mental distress hotlines, um, yeah, any of that you can call. Because, like I said, everybody doesn't do. Everybody doesn't Please get, call. Um, that's help right away. So I think the National right. Suicide Prevention Lifeline number is 800-273-8255. And again, it's 800-273-8255. And it's available 24 hours. So anybody who isn't able to run to a therapist, you know, and drop a coin... Because let's be honest, therapy is high. Mm-hmm. Any any medical things is expensive. Is. And we just praying Biden kind of help us out with that. But um, yeah, like, mm. baby, run to any help that you need. Because at the end of the day, people are going to judge you. It's not going to matter. We all going to get talked about every once in a while. And when you live with it and you accept it, you don't care. right you don't be like okay it is what it is i deal with anxiety i've learned how to cope with it and that's and that's where i've pretty much fallen into my place with it accepting it learning how to cope with it right moving on is that where you are d Of course, yeah, it, it, I am honestly, and it took me a while to get there. Like I said, like Shelby said, it's it's a process, and the process, as long as you mm-hmm. deal with mental health, the process mm-hmm. never ends. It don't matter how old you get, like you always mm-hmm. gonna you always gonna have to deal with it. You could be ten, fourteen, twenty eight, 
90. It don't matter. Yep. You always going to have something to deal with. You know, so I just feel like, you know, if you're willing to learn how to, you know, cope with it and actually take on the process, then it, it gets better. Oh, it it gets takes lower. time. It takes a lot of time. Like, it don't happen overnight. It don't happen overnight, you know, but, yeah, I feel like 100% that's where I'm at. Like, I could just be able to talk about it and then somebody say something. Mm -hmm. I just be like, girl, okay, and like, what you going to do mm -hmm. about it? Like, you know, it's just, and, it and it's going to take you a while to get like that. Like, and it might not. Like, people are, people right. deal with stuff different, you know. So, you know, I just feel like just, you know, it's a challenge. So, I just feel like, you know, if you actually want to be happy and if you actually want to live a better life, accept the challenge and accept who you are mm -hmm. and just be honest with I yourself. I totally agree with that. 100%. 100%. Cuz it's, mm -hmm. it's really not um easy and I wish that we could have had, like some questions or something that we could answer for people, mm -hmm. but a lot of people probably wouldn't even guess that I'd be dealing with stuff. I feel like people kind of take a hint at it when I don't post cuz I used to be right. postaholic on social media now I really don't care but um yeah I think that's what relationships two people get in these domestic relationships and then put their mental health last they get into these horrible friendships mm -hmm. jack their whole mental health up and then they be like you know I ain't going to no therapy uh -uh. I got family like that what we need to be in therapy yeah, no. for uh, should right. I write down the list? Where should I start? <laughs> girl, they don't want you to write down the list. Girl, for we'll be, girl, we gonna we'll be at be the therapy session. Should I say everything that I can say? <laughs> girl. Everything. And I just feel like if you don't go get, if you don't it's go not. get help for yourself, it's not gonna come to you. You know, it's and and I had to tell. I mean, like you said, family members they swear up and down. Like you know, I don't need therapy. He gonna stop putting his hands on me. Da da da. And you, you know, end up in the place that you don't want to be in, or in the predicament mm -hmm. that you don't want to be in. Yep. Because you put yourself last. You cared about how he felt because deep down, he going through some trauma from his life, his childhood or whatever. He dealing with his mental health. Right. So he taking it out on you and he putting his hands on you or he Child, putting his hands like on you and the kids. Movie. It don't matter. Girl, it's, you know, you just, you got to put yourself first. Yep. You just got to you got to have the courage. You, it, it just it just takes courage. That's just the word I was looking for. It takes courage to accept mental health in all shapes and forms. Like even if you don't deal with it, and you know mm, people that's that a deal big with one. it, be patient with them. You have that's to a be really patient. Big one. The you patience is so important. So important, especially if you. Even if you got a, a sister or a friend who struggles with it, that patience is key, okay? 
Because like we said, the word that y'all need to take mm-hmm. from this is courage and process and patience. And even though patience is so mm-hmm. hard for most people, it's just really important. It it really is really, really important. And before right. we had to go before we go we didn't been in through it down down through it unto it and not everything else y'all i just wanted to end <laughs> the topic off with something light um honestly i was trying to think about what i wanted to do i'm like should we do like something fun or tell a story or something like that. I don't know, D. What should we do to end the episode off really nice? I don't mm, Okay, know. so... So... What should we do? What about this? I will give you mm-hmm. um, a scenario and you just tell the people mm-hmm. What D would do. Okay, so okay. in this, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna just go this route. Okay, so you in a relationship with somebody, you are indeed mm-hmm. struggling or very very low self-esteem um just kind of struggling with mental health and maybe it's something that's been diagnosed and you know you with whoever he she whatever it may be and that person is always putting you down never supporting you picking on the thing that you really don't like about you and you continue to be with this person, you know, you shut everybody out. Um, it's just it's just not it. What do you what is the advice or what would you mm-hmm. do if you were looking at this scenario? What advice would you give to the person that, that the one is dealing with is with? And what would you give the girl who is struggling. So, what would you give the spouse? If what advice would you give the spouse, and what advice would you give to the victim? Oh, this is a good one. Um, to the <laughs> spouse, I got a lot of inappropriate words, but I'm not gonna say them. But to the spouse, and let's say like, the spouse, you damn has wrong. trauma behind like, it. Because that's where it be mostly coming from. A victim who has been through it. Right. Has been through it. And it's just like. I've And, and that's mm-hmm. 90% of domestic violence and everything else. Because that's the stuff they went through maybe as a kid. Or something later on happened to them. I feel like. If. I feel like people right. like that shouldn't even be in the relationships. To begin to begin with because like you don't even 
you ain't even got love. You didn't even have love as a child. Like you didn't even get the proper love as a, and and that's not like you know a shot or anything. That's just facts. Like you know their parents probably right. didn't give them the love that they needed to give as a child to their child. You know, so I feel like you know you don't know the proper love, so you feel like putting your hands on her or him or Ooh. either because women women can be you know violent too. You know, so I feel like, you know, you feel like putting your hands on him or her is a way to show that you love them. But in all reality or bashing them or making them feel little, belittle is a way of showing that you love them. But, you know, in all reality, you're hurting them like you're literally the root you know, you're literally one of the roots of them being mm. the way that they are because you're not making it no better. And to, the, I mean, to the victim, I would just say, I would just say, you, you just gotta, you gotta, I, that's hard. Like, he's just, because it's hard to handle situations like that. Because when you, you know, and I had a friend like that, like, she was in, um, she was in a relationship with somebody and, you know, they was just, Horrible. you know, mocking her. Da, da, da. They would just make her feel you know, less than what she actually was. And she was a beautiful, she's a beautiful girl. And, but they was, just, you know, the person she was with mm. was just like, you know, you ain't going to be none without me. Da, 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 and da, da, da. And I'm just like, you know, Thanks. you were something before you even met this person. But you don't know that because you don't have the self love and you don't have the courage to actually recognize that you don't look in the mirror to know that enough is enough, you know? So I just feel like it's very, you know, you got to be very cautious when you handle stuff like that, because some people might look at you as you trying to be in a business or you trying to, you know, it could just be a whole bunch of stuff. Like you trying to take him away from her. It could just be a whole bunch of stuff that people that go through people's mind. Like so I feel like you should just be able you should give advice, you know, but you know, and give your friend the room to like be able to come to you. But I feel like, you know, right. It's it's so much it's only so much you can do. And to for a person like that. In the podcast off, you guys. First of all, D, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on here tonight. I, I love doing recordings at nighttime just because I got like a no lot of time problem. to kind of just talk. Um, and I'm just really glad that you decided to do it tonight with me. So before we close this out, I want you to put tell the people what your Instagram audit is, even though we just got done talking about social media. Um but still, put the people on because y'all know she flying. Right. Whatever. <laughs> ah, my Instagram is YFG underscore D. So you can spell it YFG underscore D. Period. Mm-mm. So I ask everybody before they go, kind of to tie in with my little topic, with my little, no, my um name. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're a big lip gloss girl, but. I'm sure nobody likes dry lips. So what do you like putting on your lips the most? What do you just go to mm-hmm. when you like my lips is dry as molasses? Pure, girl, I love Carmex. Girl, Carmex. 
I love you gotta I have love the original you got to. car mix. You, It's just so you don't have Carmax on deck. Like, what are you doing? Carmax be popping too. It's just something about that Carmax. You gotta have some Carmax. Like, it don't do too much. Like, it still give your lipstick low, but it don't, you know, you ain't gotta do too much. But we ain't going to no steakhouse or (laughs) nothing like that. (laughs) But we. Don't want some own going to the to school. Okay, that's what it is. Right. Okay, so girl. thank you so much, D, for being on here, girl. You dropped your Instagram, so everybody that's listening, go follow her. And I just want to thank everyone who has tuned in and listened to my podcast thus far. Every episode that you guys have listened to, thank you so much. And I just hope you guys continue to listen to it because I got some even more juicy topics coming. So until then, until we listen and talk again, I hope you guys have a great week. And thank you, D. Oh my God, I love you so much. Bye. Yeah, I love you too. No problem.